Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This week on Munchkinland, Dr. Brad Will sits down with Sandy Peterson to talk about his new upcoming game, God's War. This is the Munchkin Minute. Hey, this is Brad Will. I am here with Sandy Peterson. Hello, this is Sandy Peterson. And his son, uh, Lincoln Peterson. Hello. And we're here to talk about a new Kickstarter that uh, Peterson Games is doing called God's War. Sandy, can you give us a rundown of this thing? You bet. Um, God's War, full name is Glorantha the God's War, is a asymmetric strategy game. It bears some resemblance to Cthulhu Wars. It's set in the world of the mythic realm of Glorantha, which has been around for a long time, but you don't have to know anything about Glorantha to play it, obviously, just like you don't have to know about Cthulhu to play Cthulhu Wars. Um, you have giant, awesome figures, which you have seen some of yes. now, and uh, you have actually played the game. Yes. And we're going to be crowdfunding this probably in late July, and uh, it will have all the stuff you've grown to expect from Peterson Games. It's really my big push for this year. I'm very proud of this game. Um, it is. It has taken my playtesting community by storm, and uh, I'm really happy with it. Yeah. Well, so, so okay, so this is, it's similar to Cthulhu Wars in what kind of ways? Okay, it has giant, amazing figures. Yeah. Um, it has a map with areas, kind of looks like a like the Risk map yeah, that you but it's things not, around on. This is not Risk. It is not Risk. No, no more than Cthulhu Wars is, right? right. Which mean, we're Cthulhu emphasizing. Wars got called Risk with Cthulhu monsters, but it's not, right? Yeah, it definitely not. Yeah. yeah. It, has, <clears throat> it has asymmetric strategy factions that have a power track, just like Cthulhu Wars, though they earn power very differently. It has a thing we call gifts, which effectively work like the spell books, let you design your own factions you go through. So it, has, it, it clearly is a... Like a sister game, mm-hmm. but it is not a skin of Cthulhu Wars. I would emphatically say it has a. It feels very different to me. Yeah, they're both strategy games, but it doesn't feel like Cthulhu Wars. It feels like you're doing different things for different reasons with different motivations. You're actually kind of building an empire, and, you, and it's like the creation myth of the world that's going on. It's not the same. It's not. I mean, you're overpowered and battling, but it's not. I don't know. I mean, you played it. What do you... I mean, how... Uh, yeah. Well, because, well, so in Cthulhu Wars, we have different factions who are vying to to tear apart the world right. as humans this know This has it. different factions who are fighting, but it's... Sometimes you cooperate. Right. Yeah, there is there is not... There's times you're kind of helping each other. There's a lot more sort of positivity in this yeah. game. Although it's not... Flub, you know, it's, there are no, like, little, you know, unicorns. It's still zero-sum. Right. One guy wins, but you actually do help other players. Constantly throughout the game, you're doing little things to help, or you're, or you're forced to sometimes, but you're like benefiting players. Someone, like Storm, has to pick his kinship guy every turn, and that guy gets a benefit, you know? Or you would be handing out, um, you, as, you were playing Darkness. Yeah. You would, you would have the black market where you give other people runes for well, reward. And tell, okay, let's talk, about the, let's talk about the different factions, because that's okay. really kind of the sure. core element here. So there are four factions in the base game. Yeah, same, just like Cthulhu Wars had four factions. Right. These four factions are based on like elemental powers. So they're chaos, darkness, storm, and sky. There's an expansion pack called the Empire Pack, which has four more factions in it. It's made, we have a lot simpler system for construction than Cthulhu Wars. And this one has Earth, Sea, Moon. Well, Moon's a stretch goal, but we're 
expecting to hit it, and the invisible god who are sort of like monotheists. Okay. And um, so they actually don't have a god figure because like our god is too powerful to put on the map. He's there. <laughs> trust us, right? So <laughs> and, and and so then so there's eight factions, and each faction is an elemental power, and they're supposed to feel like their element. Yeah. You know, chaos is raw destruction, and storm is like this big windy bully that goes around and picks on people, and sky is kind of like this arrogant, passive-aggressive jerk that, you know, everyone is, from other points, his point of view, he's, he's great, right? Right, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it kind of felt like... And Darkness is like a like a, a, an opportunist and scavenger and, and raider. Just horrible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I played Darkness, so yeah. that was, yeah. And Lincoln, you, you played Sky in the game we played against. Yes. And, and, and you won. By two uh, points. Yeah, it was a really tight game. But uh, I wasn't sure that it felt like maybe you were maybe you were holding back a little bit. I'll I'll grant you that you're letting the letting the new the guy have a little. Other players were rustier than Lincoln was. I'll just say that. I'll be honest. Whenever I play games uh, like Through the Wars or God's War, I actually know how to play the game, right? And other people <laughs> usually don't. So what yeah. I do is I try crazy strategies that no one else tries. Like, uh, for instance, in Cthulhu Wars, I was the guy that probably abused Groth the most when I first started playing Black Goat, probably. Because I would get, get Groth like middle of the game, then just start Grothing people into the ground. This was before the buff even, where we changed it. But so with Sky, this game, I I rushed and got my Ziggurat super early on, so I had more gifts than everybody else did usually. So I was always first player, and then I yeah. kind of abused that to like. Do yeah, see, I, that was it's unusual for Sky to be first player the whole game like that. That was okay. That was strange. Usually, it's not that way. Yeah. yeah. Usually, it's Storm is first. Player, Storm usually is first player, or Darkness even. Darkness takes a while to build up to be first player. Yeah. Yeah. The Storm is often first player fairly early because of their um, their uh, inferiority complex boost. Yeah. But. So in in this game, the the power points are generated mostly by building structures. So you mentioned like you build a shrine, you upgrade your shrines to temples, you upgrade your temples. Yeah, they, to they're ziggurats. kind of a substitute for gates, but they don't really work like gates. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, it's not this. It's, it's it, it, they're a permanent structure that's on the map that you can't move around, but they're not really like the Cthulhu Wars gates. They're, yeah, because if you lose, and there's no minions. I mean, there's minions. There's no cultists. Right. right. Yeah. If, so, you, if you lose a gate, it's like a really big setback in Cthulhu Wars. If you lose a shrine in this, you it's like... You don't really care. Whatever. <laughs> you know, I'll place Even if you lose else. a temple, you're like, well, I'm just going to take your temple over here, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> temples are similar to gates, but like even then temple, it's... Losing a ziggurat is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because you only have one of those, and you've got to... Yeah. It's like yeah. the third yeah. level. Oh, and they cost forever. Yeah. It costs yeah. a fortune to rebuild, you know, but... And, and so, so the game is basically building and controlling these, these structures yes. on the map. that's right. right? But then there's the other element that the the world that we play in there's the surface the world changes yeah right there's 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 Kylo Rella, which didn't move around much this game but every game is different right the floating moved, island there's the floating island there's the spike exploding and then again this game was odd because it only lasted one turn but it's the fact that it exploded is still a deal right okay so now this is part of Glorantha this where- is part of Glorantha lore this is most of the Glorantha stories like RuneQuest takes place in the third age of Glorantha this is before time begins this is literally the, the world's creation myth okay okay so it's like the God's War that makes everything be the way it is now back in 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 most in most Glorantha works takes place much later and like there's humans fighting each other and the gods are these distant things that give you powers but they don't 
do stuff, maybe. Mm-hmm. They might give you a vision or something. But in this, the gods are coming physically down and, back and battling each other, and it's a, it's a big deal. And you fight in areas that are not just on the surface of the world, but they're, they're skybox yeah, areas. Yeah, you go to the sky, you go to hell. Yeah, you, you know. fight in the underworld, you yeah. fight uh, above the world. And then it there's feels this, like you're a mythic realm in that regard. It you're does, not just, yeah. You're not tied to just the earth. It's like you actually go and do things in hell and in the sky. And the, and the sky in Glorantis is held up by the spike. Yes, and that is a gigantic spike that runs from the surface of the world. It runs from hell all the way through the whole universe. Okay, right up through the it's middle a, of the it's, ocean. It's the spindle the world is, is the universe is built on. So when it explodes, which happens a, at which some happens point, at some point, it's a pretty. It usually happens the second or third turn. Okay, it's a pretty big deal that it explodes. Yeah, and uh, and so you saw us start sucking in your units, and it can suck in more and more. You guys, like I said, were, were fortunate in closing there early, but I've seen it. I've seen games end without it ever closing. So when the so so this becomes this sort of game shifting moment. So yes. the the spike, the central element of the board, changes into you a no longer have that route pit. to the sky. Yeah, and so you, you know mean, you can no longer build there. Units that were there died, and so it turns into this pit of chaos. Mm-hmm. That sucks in units for everybody. The chaos player benefits from it being open, yes. uh, and the other players are trying desperately to spend power to close it. Or maybe they're not desperate, but they, but they all want to have other people spend more power than they do because they don't want to. They want to keep their power right. for other things, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're kind of like. So when the when the spike pops, then the game kind of shifts into this other little mode for a yeah. bit. Yeah, there's a yeah. The game definitely has a a, 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 a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, and. Uh, the end game is everyone's focused on the, uh, the the great compromise, which comes in, and then cha- that changes everything too. So, talk about the great compromise. This happens every every round or every it turn. Starts, it starts when you've got when people have gotten up to twenty victory points. Okay, and the which game, is halfway. The game ends when you get to forty victory points, but once the great compromise kicks in, there's way less than half the game left to go. Usually, it's like it's only a turn or two after you, after it kicks in. And what happens? The great compromise is that the, the first player gets to choose if he wants to be the judge of the compromise or not. And if he does, he loses half his power. And the first player is the guy with the most power, so it's a pretty big deal to lose it. So sometimes they don't want to do it. Right. Then it goes to the next player. He chooses if he wants to. And eventually, <coughs> someone will want to be the judge, and the judge gets five victory points. Automatically, or how well, he choose, well, he doesn't have to take them, but he always does, right? And then he chooses someone to get four, then someone gets three, then someone gets two, and generally it goes right from the whoever's furthest behind gets the most up to the except that you get five, right? Right. And um, but but I but in this game, even in this game, at one point he gave Chaos more points than Storm, even though Chaos was ahead of Storm because he thought. Storm was going to be getting one, more later on. It was one point more. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah. but that's so the gate compromise gives everyone power and tends to give guys who are behind more not power victory points. People who are behind tend to get more victory points because the gate compromise guy is going to give them the four instead of the two, right? Right. And but it also balances things in a sense because just like in Cthulhu Wars, we have the uh, uh, the ritual of annihilation where you invest your money. You know, you basically spend your power to get more victory points, and that gives other people kind of a chance to catch up. But it also lets you turn your power into something useful. So in this, you've again you've done the same thing, but it's only one player lost the power, and everyone else, the guys who are furthest behind, kind of do a catch up. And then the guy who was in the lead, he he had twelve. Now he's only got six power, and you still have your ten or eleven power. So now you have a chance to pull him down. But if he didn't do that, he'd be worse off. Right. So he does it, and then so the game tends to be closer than Cthulhu Wars. Well, for better it, or worse, it also felt to me like it. There's a greater sense of 
everybody participating against whoever's in the lead. Yes, um, yes. So you've got that a lot Both more. games do rely heavily on the uh, uh, piggy in the middle kind of concept where yeah. the guy was hit. But you're, you're motivated to take on that guy, so it's not just a matter of... Yeah, you know? it, and of course it's zero sum both in Cthulhu Wars and in this. If you go after the guy's buildings or gates, you can directly turn them into yours, which is, you know, just good. And this game plays a little longer than Cthulhu Wars. Yes, it takes a little longer to play than Cthulhu Wars. I think because of the council phase. In the council but phase, but it doesn't take. It's amazingly long time to play. Right? No, it's, no, I mean, maybe a half hour more. The council phase is like the doom phase. You count up your doom, but the other thing that happens in the council phase, not only do you count up your doom, but you also activate council phase abilities, and it's done more formally than Cthulhu Wars. Everyone has council phase abilities that they click in, you have to go through. You have to, you have to do the I thought we won count. One, two, three, show a finger, right? Yeah. And, the, and, you ha- and then you get your black market and have to dither about whether you're going to keep it or give it to someone else. Yeah, so right? different factions have different ways different, yeah. that in the gather power phase or the way in the in the way points are scored in that moment. Right. Sort of and then down. after you do that, there's more stuff because there's the chaos rift, which takes a little while. Right. Or there's the great compromise, which takes a little while. And so the, those things mean that among experienced players doing a four-player game of uh, God's of War, it's about f- two hours. It's about 45 minutes per player. Yeah. So it's a little longer than... No, it's not three hours for a four-player game. 40... Uh, it's, about, it's about two hours for a four-player game. Yeah, unless you have someone that has severe analysis paralysis, but that happens like Cthulhu Wars too, right? Yeah, you can get that. So Cthulhu Wars four players is about an hour and a half. So right in, in my games, yeah. But this feels like there are many more moving parts than Cthulhu Wars. It, you mentioned that when you played it, the yeah. rules are actually simpler. I think. Yeah, yeah, the rules, sure, but the you only mechan- have four actions you can do. There's no capturing cultists. There's no gates. But it feels like there's more going on with the player interaction. <coughs> uh, it feels like. To yes, me I think that's true. It, it is a it is a tall, delicate structure of interaction interacting Legos. Yeah. That uh, and and or Tinker Toys that are doing all these things. And it's and it takes it might I think it might take longer to figure out, but I think since part of the fun of Cthulhu Wars for me is figuring it out. I mean, when I, seriously, when yeah, I watch, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I figured it out now mostly, right? But when I watch other people playing it, and they're like, and when and when the light goes on about how to play Yellow Sign or Black Goat, it's you know, it's it's yeah. a great experience. They go, oh, now I get it. You now I see what I should have been doing. You know, yeah. and then then they're excited to do the next game, and then they're going to do that cool strategy with. Yeah, black goat or whatever. what's the machine I need to build? Yeah. And then the it comes, yeah. how do I tinker with the machine I've built? And all yeah, that to business. make it even better. And then that same thing happens in God's War. I mean, next time you play, if you play it again, if you play as Darkness, you're going to do the same thing. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, it took me a little while to figure out. It was really a game about real estate, uh-huh. uh, much more so than I than I understood it to be in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, It's about real estate, and then, what, yeah, and then it's also about getting those gifts and using the right ones. And the, we had Chaos whining that he'd, 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 he'd blown up by not taking his... Uh, turn all the pains into kills till the right. end, which is not when he needed it. Right, right. And uh, Lincoln even mocked him for that. Yes. So That was like, brutal, but but well, well played. <laughs> so the Kickstarter is going to be, you said, hitting off about the We're end of tr- July. Our goal is near the end of July, like, like the last week of July. Okay. July 23rd. And, uh, or whatever, but it, I... There's many a slip, twixt cup and lip, right? Yeah. So we're hoping for that, and we're it's already slipped several times, <laughs> and all because you wanted to get the most awesome things available. Like we, you saw these figures. Yeah. Okay, and these figures are, if anything, I guess I can't say they're more spectacular than Cthulhu Wars because I love Cthulhu Wars, but they're pretty darn spectacular. 
and they're you know they they stand their own. Yeah, they're unique. Also, these aren't yeah. sculpts of things you have. No, somewhere they're else not. In the no one's gonna no one's gonna look at that and say, "Well, I already have a Mad God figure," because you don't. Yeah. No one has a figure like this. Yeah. No one has anything like the Hell Mother. No one has even our dragon that you saw. The dragon yeah. Yeah. is like winding around a throne. He's like the emperor dragon. He's interesting, you know. The guy riding the, the, the champion riding the flying bull. Yeah. With his two swords screaming as he plunges into combat. <laughs> it's a very dynamic pose. Yeah. All these things are are, are pretty fabulous. And, yeah. Uh, it's not uh, so when you know when when you hear it's Glorantha, which was a, a fairly I mean it was a medieval fantasy. Yeah, well setting. the Bronze Age, but yeah. yeah. It was yeah. it was weird in that sense that it wasn't instead of medieval it was Bronze Age. Yeah. But it was a Bronze Age mythic realm. But but and this is this is really more myth than fantasy, I would say. Yeah, and so you're getting a complete, you know, these aren't going to be your typical, no. you know, I mean, they're you're not going to have sets of these in your, I mean, we look, you're, I showed you the elf, and the elf looks like an elf, and you're like, oh, yeah. look, there's an elf, no yeah. problem. But, you know. And the mermaid looks like a mermaid. Mermaid looks like a mermaid, but the uh, but the, the sea god doesn't look like Neptune. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You saw him. A giant, a giant anemone, or how do, you, how do you say that? What is it? A, uh, it is well, a, it's a crack- basically, that's the Kraken, that's the Kraken yeah. Um, I'm pulling out the sea god here, and it is like nothing you have ever seen in your yeah. Collection. It's a it's a little bit of everything, right? A, a mouth and some fins and some. But it's all like watery, waiting yeah. above you in a big yeah. thing. So it's yeah. So that's gonna that's gonna start in July. Uh, about how many weeks do you think it's gonna run? Four. Four weeks. Okay. Four weeks. Uh, it'll be a lot simpler Kickstarter than Cthulhu Wars because we have learned since then. And it'll be very straightforward. It'll be it'll be the the game the individual games we are able to because we've learned a lot about manufacturer and stuff. We're able to price for the same quality. We're able to price them less than Cthulhu Wars. Okay. So it should be more accessible to people. And you're structuring it differently, also. We're structuring it differently. Yes. Yeah, so, for example, in Cthulhu Wars, you had to buy each of the factions independently. In this, all four expansion, we we learned from Cthulhu Wars that that everyone wants all the factions. Right. No one wants to get just one, so they have to have everything. So we just put the four factions in one box, called it the Empire box, the four expansions, and there it is. If you want, if you want the core game, there's four factions in that. Everything you need to play, and you've played that. And then if you want the expansion factions, they're in a box with the six to eight player map. Okay, so you can just beef your game up with the second box. Yes. Yeah, and there are going to be additional add-ons to that. There are there are some other add-ons. Uh, one of the add-ons is the, kind of the bling box, which lets you replace the cardboard buildings with plastic buildings. Nice. Okay, because so you have you little know. little shrines and right. little temples, it, which helps us, right? And then there is uh, three elder race packs that add the elder races. There's like giants and boggles and elves and dwarfs and dragon ships and ducks and various obscure races of the world. And you can and you ally with these, and they work kind of. Like, if you played Cthulhu Wars, they work like the uh, neutral monsters in Cthulhu Wars. Okay. And uh, basically, except instead of just buying them during the power phase, you have to like walk to where they are on the map and like be a, diplomatize them. Okay, <laughs> talk them to join you. And then there's also monster the monster packs. You have three monster packs, and each monster pack has a dragon and a chaos monster, which is not associated with the chaos faction. Okay. And and if we reach the stretch goals, we're going to add cosmic monsters too. But then these monsters are these huge things that go on the map, and they effectively act as as terrain or map modifiers. 
you know, they fly, they, they, uh, the dragons tend to end, tend to act as a balancing mechanism. They tend to pick on the person who's furthest ahead. The Chaos Masters are an unbalancing mechanism. They tend to power up the guy who's furthest ahead. Hmm. And then the Kazaka Monsters are neutral in that regard when they come in. They're like the Juggernaut and the Leviathan, but they're... Yeah. So these things trigger according to set rules. They're kind of, they're, they're like, they're kind of like the bowl um, from the... Uh, uh, Dreamlands map, uh-huh. or like the Watcher of the Green Pyramid from uh, the the Yoggoth map. And are they gonna be? They're like and they're, they're physical gigantic. scale. Yeah, yeah. they're like as yeah. big as Sathagawa, and they're yeah. col- brightly colored, and they're <laughs> you know they, nice. So those are your add-ons. What about uh, stretch goals? What are you What are you looking at? Hopefully, uh, well, what, I mentioned one of the stretch goals. Uh, I think maybe this was to get the Moon faction added. Okay, as a stretch goal in the in the expansion in the Empire box. Uh, there's also a stretch goal for each of the emp- each of the elder races. We have enough money to do so much, right? With it, it makes the thing. If we get more money, we can afford to add an extra race. With the, each, there's three elder race boxes. Each has three races. Mm-hmm. We can add a fourth race to each box. Wow. Okay. Uh, another thing is to add the cosmic monsters to the monster boxes. Currently, they have two monsters each. It'll make three monsters each. And all the stretch goals are, are freebies. There's nothing you pay for. Right. Um, so there. So those are the. And then there's a stretch goal to make the. Uh, uh, the gifts be cart be uh, die cut instead of cardstock, and then there's you know like that kind of thing. So add more dice. This yeah. is boring. I mean, make one up. There's exciting ones. There's boring. I ones. like I like the dice and I like the cardstock. Yeah. I mean the heavy like die cut stuff. Yeah, well it's, I think uh, we're probably going to hit that one early. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, mean, not, that's not one. Uh, that's not one. I'm I'm uh, I have I've like set my sights on. I said yeah we'll get that one. I'm expecting actually. The fact is that this game we're expecting to be a big hit. I hope that doesn't knock knock Formica <laughs> to keep that from happening working. But we're we're expecting this to be very popular. Anyone, everyone that's played it likes it a lot. The figures look really outstanding. Yeah. And if we can uh, if we can get it known to people, uh, which actually this is helping. So thank you. Then I feel sure that we will actually hit every single threshold. Nice. So very like good. we did with Cthulhu Wars. Yeah. Now, now, past God's War, what are you looking at for the distant future? Anything you can talk about? Sure. Uh, some people may have noticed that we released an image of a hideous demon monster a while ago. Yeah. And said, this is coming this fall. And it is. We're working with an artist named Keith Thompson, who is extremely talented. And I recommend going to keiththompsonart.com to look at what he's done. And we're working on a game that is reminiscent of other things I've done, including Doom. Oh, nice. And uh, so it's, it's hell on earth. And... Uh, uh, we, we might have a chance to play with you today and give you a peek at it. But nice. Um, so we're working on that, and that demon is from it. Okay. So uh, if you've seen that demon image, so Keith Thompson, he he's worked on a number of movies. He worked on Pacific Rim and on uh, some things with Guillermo. He was he was working on Guillermo del Toro's uh, Mountains of Bandas till that got shot in the head by Universal. Yeah. And so he has done he has done animations of elder things and stuff so so he's very into the <laughs> he, he gets the genre he gets the genre yeah so, excellent uh, so very i'm good. very proud of him so we're working together on that and it's going to be a very uh, a vision of he me as game designer he has the artistic concept and it's like the two of us going through we're going to try to try to launch the kickstarter for that probably in october and this is going to be another board game with large scale it's a board minis. game with large scale miniature 20 28 millimeter scale miniatures okay and uh, it is actually co-op Oh, well, you are humans fighting against like the apocalypse. Yeah. So, well, it's a big shift from Peterson Games. Right. It, it is. Well, we have done another co-op game, which was Orcs Must Die. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which is also has a non-co-op version, but 
But this one won't have a non-co-op version because you don't have to play Satan. So. <laughs> also, actually, the frankly, the thing is that by having it not have a, not, sorry, a, 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 a by not having someone play the demons, I can have the demons be as horrible and overpowered as I want and unfair. So, <laughs> so, nice. Some of them feel really unfair. And nice. if you beat them, it's like a big deal. So. And so the, the demons will have sort of a program movement, program attack. They have, they, you'll play it and you'll see the okay. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's coming up later. But for right now, we're focused on God's War, which the game is the game design is done, is solid. You saw some of our elements you used were prototype, but that's because they hadn't been printed yet. Right. And, uh, of course, the figures we use weren't the real figures, but you've seen the real figures. I've seen the real figures. They, they exist at least as, uh, as original sculpts, which is pretty cool. And they are awesome. Yeah. All right, Sandy, thank you very much. Thank you, Lincoln. And uh, we'll uh, throw it back to regular Munchkin Land. So have a good night. Thank you. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!